Welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast, episode number two. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. And before I go any further, I just want to stop and say thank you to everyone who uh, went out and listened to my first episode, episode one. Um, I got a lot of positive feedback on Instagram, uh, and it really means a lot. Um, you know, I was nervous about making it, wasn't sure how, um, you know, people would, would enjoy it or not. And, uh, you know, the positive feedback really helped. So appreciate it guys. And, uh, I'll, I'll keep trying to make some, uh, exciting content. So for, for episode two today, um, I decided to do a, uh, a fun topic. Uh, the topic for today's episode is going to be changes at Disney, um, you know, with the pandemic and how, uh, you know, the parks have had to adjust over like the last year or so, uh, I thought it'd be a, a good idea to kind of go over all the changes that we've seen at Disney World, you know, over the years. And, uh, and I'll kind of talk about different changes and then I'll do a top five list, uh, top five favorite and top five least favorite changes at Disney World. All right, here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. If you're like me, and you've been going to Disney World your entire life, then you've probably noticed that it's gone through a, uh, a good amount of changes over the years. Uh, whether it be good changes or bad changes, we've definitely seen a lot uh, throughout the years here. Um, and just thinking about like the pandemic that we've been going through, you know, think about the parks now, how different they are. Um, obviously, you know, when you go now, you have to wear a mask, which uh, if you would have told me, you know, years ago that, I'd eventually be walking around Disney world in July in a, in a mask. I would have told you you're crazy. I don't even know how that would be possible. Um, trying to suck in air with that humidity is going to be uh, interesting, you know, but they've changed how you have to approach your vacation. You got to make reservations, which park you're going to go to, um, you know, for a while there at Disney world, they, uh, you know, they they weren't allowing park hopping, which that would be crazy. Um, I think we all kind of get the passes with, with park, with the park hopper option now. Over this year, we saw them get rid of the Christmas party, the Halloween party. Um, you know, extra magic hours is no longer here. It's uh, it's definitely different. I was actually thinking about this the other day too. Um, imagine going to Disney right now and it being your first trip. You know, it's great. Like, it's great that you still get to go. You know, it's still a, a magical place and it's awesome. But you know, it's, it's still different enough where you're not getting the full Disney effect. Like I would f feel a little bad for someone whose first trip was during, you know, this pandemic time. Um, things are just a little different, uh, you know, and that could make you have a bad experience. I always talk about, uh, with one of my friends who hasn't been to Disney since, uh, he was in high school, you know, it's going on like 15 years. I always, uh, tell him like, when you go, like, talk to me first so I can, like, tell you how it's changed because I don't want you guys to go and have a bad time and then you'll never want to go back. Um, so that's how I kind of feel with people going to Disney right now for the first time. In the Disney community, it almost seems like there's two groups. You got your old school Disney who doesn't want 
anything to change. You know, they want all the original attractions. They want everything to you know be the same uh, that they've seen there their entire lives. And then you have like the new school Disney who wants changes, who wants uh, attractions to be updated, who wants the newest Disney movie to be in the parks. Um, but I think I would be somewhere in the middle. Uh, I definitely have a lot of old school Disney fan in me. Um, there's parts of me when I see, you know, the smallest thing getting changed, I am like heartbroken, like, Oh no, they painted that wall, (sighs) you know, but, but there's also a part of me that's like, yeah, you know what? That needed a change that needed an update. I like to think that I'm somewhere right in the middle, you know, and, uh, you know, Disney does a pretty good job of keeping that balance. I think there's still, you know, there's still plenty of attractions that were there when I was, you know, roaming around magic kingdom in 1995. Um, they still have the classic attractions. They still have, you know, things that you remember from when you were a kid, but then they also add on new things too, which kind of keep your vacations and your trips fresh. Um, keeps bringing in new people. So, you know, Disney does a great job with that. I think my one thing about Disney, uh, updating older attractions or, you know, replacing something old with something new is, uh, you know, I sometimes wish that they would just, build a new attraction instead of uh, updating a current attraction. I know it kind of depends on how much land and how much space they have. But if you really think about it, you know, we've had four parks now since 1997. And, uh, you know, the crowds just keep getting bigger and bigger. And we keep building more hotels, more people coming in. Um, It seems like, you know, there's no down period at Disney anymore like there used to be back in the day. I just feel like sometimes they should build new attractions to help kind of balance the crowds. Then, you know, um, like for example, the, the great movie ride, they, you know, they obviously they closed that one and they replaced it with Mickey and Minnie's runaway railroad. I feel like that's something that they could have built that Mickey and Minnie's railroad, like as a separate new attraction and kept the great movie ride, you know, something like that, where you have, you can kind of, uh, appease the old school Disney fans who love that ride. You can appease the new school Disney fans or like, you know, the young kids. And then it's a win-win because you have an extra attraction to help break up the crowds. But you know, that's just me. That's me being a, uh, uh, what do they call it? Like a, a fantasy football quarterback. That's like me being like a fantasy, uh, imagineer. That's what I would do. You know, and I'm, I talked about a, a little bit in episode one that I still remember when there were only three theme parks. Um, you know, I was watching the Walt Disney World free family planning VHS tape. And at the end of the tape, they kind of released the secret that they were building a fourth theme park, Animal Kingdom. And that was huge. Um, I talked about how excited I was. And, you know, that's something that uh, I would love to experience again. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but eventually... I feel like there's going to have to be a fifth park. Uh, there's been rumors about it for, man, I don't know how many years now, f- probably almost 20 years. There's been rumors about a, you know, a fifth gate. It just seems like the path that they're going, they're building so many new hotels that eventually you're going to have to build another park to kind of, uh, you know, keep the balance of the crowds. So that'll be, that'll be a fun day when, uh, when that finally happens, I remember being maybe like 14 or 15 years old and my family was talking about, uh, buying vacation club and, uh, here in Chicago, 
at one of the malls in Schaumburg, there was a Disney Vacation Club store where you would go and in the store they would actually have like mock-ups of the actual rooms of the hotel you'd be buying into. So when we went, I th- the one time I, I do remember it was the Animal Kingdom Lodge uh, room set up. And they had, it was the exact room set up as the hotel down in Disney. They had like this fake wallpaper on the wall that would, you know, kind of uh, give you like what the view would be. I remember my dad talking with the guy. He's like, so when are they building a fifth park here? And the guy, I remember the guy told my dad, he's like, you know, we don't know who knows, but he's like, I feel like it could be soon. And uh, that was like in 2005. So uh, kind of still waiting for some uh, new rumors on that. I wonder if, if uh, I have to put this on Instagram. I wonder, does anyone else remember those stores? It was like you could just walk in or maybe make an appointment and you could actually like see what the rooms were like. And then if you really were interested, you could buy a vacation club right there. That'd be, I totally forgot about that. That was, uh, that was pretty cool. Changes at Disney World. I think the one I want to talk about a little bit right now is uh, Splash Mountain. Uh, you know, it came out, I think, over the summer that they were going to retheme Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. Um, if you don't know the ride, the story behind Splash Mountain um, is related to the old Disney movie Song of the South, which is, I mean, there's no way to put it. It's a, a super racist movie. And, you know, for all these years, you know, like for me, I didn't really know about that movie. I just knew Splash Mountain as Splash Mountain. I thought that was its own thing. I thought it was an original idea that they made up just for the story of the ride. I'm sure there's other people like that too. Like I said, for me, like I didn't even know of that movie and uh, it's going to be a little sad to see it go just because uh, as a kid, like that was the one ride that like my entire family went on together uh, besides small world, but (laughs) splash mountain, my grandpa would actually go on splash mountain. We'd all go on eight of us on there. My grandma would sit out and watch our bags, but all of us would go on. And uh, like to this day, like my mom still has like, uh, the, the on-ride photos that, you, that you, everyone used to buy, like we still have like probably three or four of those, like the big family photo of all of us on Splash Mountain. So uh, it's going to be sad. You know, I have a lot of good memories with my family on that ride, but, you know, I get it. You can't, uh, you know, you can't have things like that in your parks. Like Princess and the Frog, I feel like it deserves like its own original attraction. I think they could have really done a good job, um, you know, with that. They probably should have built one a while ago. That movie's been out since probably, you know, like 2008 or nine, Um, you know, and now it's going to be just, it's going to be an overlay of the old Splash Mountain ride. And I feel like that split in the Disney community, like some of them are just automatically going to hate the ride because it replaced Splash Mountain. Um, Whereas maybe they should have built like its own new attraction. I think that would have been cool. And it kind of would go back to my thought of, you know, building new attractions instead of just changing old ones. I, I usually say it when I'm down there, like more rides, more better. That's that's my saying. Um, kind of say that with everything. I started like more pizza, more better. I, I think that's where that comes from. But you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be different. I'm sure it'll be a fun ride. You know, Princess and the Frog is a very uh, uh, what do they call it? like uh, the theming can be really cool. So it'll be interesting how they do that and if they'll kind of retheme anything else around that area in Frontierland. All right, for this segment. I have my first ever Disney World Today podcast list, my rankings. I'm going to be doing top five favorite changes at Walt Disney World and top five least favorite changes at Walt Disney World. 
this was tough. I actually had to sit down and make a list. Um, there's been a lot of them uh, from, and there's a, you know, on different scales too. There's huge changes and just small changes. Um, you know, one of my honorable mentions, I'll just put this one out there now, was just how they're changing the Epcot entrance. <laughs> uh, something small like that. Uh, you know, I'm sure it's going to look amazing when it's done. But the Epcot entrance, I just always loved going through the entrance, stopping there, you know, taking a picture. You have the League, Leave a Legacy uh, monuments right there. But, uh, you know, there's an example of me in my old school Disney, please don't change anything <laughs> background. First, let's start off with least favorite. I'm going to do all five least favorite. Then we'll end it with the top five favorite. So we, at least we end on a little positive note. All right, my first one, top five least favorite changes at Walt Disney World. I'm going to go with, we're back at Epcot, when they got rid of Illuminations. Illuminations is the nighttime fireworks show at Epcot that had been around like almost my entire life. I loved it. Um, like once a trip, you know, we'd make sure we got some time and we would watch Illuminations. I just loved with the, the giant globe in the middle and how they synced it with the music and the fireworks. I feel like it was such a unique show that, you know, seeing it once a year, I was still just as, as excited as I was as the first time. Um, when they announced that that was going away, I was, man, I was really upset. You know, <laughs> always when the news comes out, it's like, you know, why would they do that? Like, you can tell, like, at every showing at Epcot at night, it was still packed. You know, it wasn't like people stopped, you know, watching the show. You know, but like I said, I'm sure... Uh, I've seen some pictures and uh, videos of the new show that's going to be there. I'm sure it's going to be great. But, you know, for me, Illuminations, it's always going to have a special place in my heart as being the nighttime show at Epcot. So that was a tough one to see go. My next one, number four, um, we're staying at Epcot. Staying at Epcot, number four, is when they changed Maelstrom, the great boat ride in Norway, than when they changed it to Frozen. Frozen Ever After. Okay. I get it. You know, Frozen was the big hot movie. Uh, it's a, one of their one of their biggest, you know, properties right now with Frozen and Frozen 2. And I'm sure they're going to do another one. Um, so it makes sense. You know, the movie is kind of based off Norway in that area of the world. But Maelstrom always had a special place in my heart. I don't know why, but ever since I was a kid... It always made me just want to visit Norway. That ride, it worked. You know, it worked. We would go on that ride. You, know, you get in the boat. There's a cool part where you think you're going to, you know, go off the side of the building. And then you turn around and go backwards. Uh, the trolls in the ride. Um, it just, I don't know, it captivated me as a kid. And every single year, I would always try to buy a souvenir from Norway. But, uh, you know, they replaced it with Frozen. And I've been on it a few times. And again... You know, I feel like they could have left Maelstrom there and just built a separate Frozen attraction somewhere. Um, you know, they had the Frozen live show for a while, but even like the, the Frozen attraction itself, I was disappointed in. It felt like certain areas of that ride just felt so empty. It just kind of seems like they slapped Frozen on it and put in a few animatronics. We're like, ah, that's yeah, this will do. People will line up for this. And, uh, you know, it worked. Every year, one day that we go to Epcot, I wear my uh, 
always remember Maelstrom shirt that has a, a picture of that uh, that Viking on the front. So that one that one will hurt me for a while. I'm always going to miss that ride. I think. All right, number three, top five least favorite. Let's go to Hollywood Studios, and it's. When they changed the great movie ride to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railroad. Uh, I mentioned this one before. Uh, you know, the great movie ride was, I mean, it was like the staple of Hollywood Studios, of MGM Studios. That was, you know, the ride everyone kind of thought of. You know, again, it's one of those things. I wish they could have kept the great movie ride and built a separate Mickey and Minnie ride. I think that would have made sense. You know, you have this beautiful Chinese theater which had like, you know, which housed the great movie ride. It just kind of fit. It felt like that, you know, that ride fit there. And now you have, you know, uh, a Mickey and Minnie's runaway railroad ride with animated characters. I just, I don't think it fits well enough there. Fantasy booking here. I would have, uh, you know, if they wanted to change the great movie ride, just update the movies that were, you know, inside the ride. You could have added some modern classics, some other Disney properties in there instead of, you know, the typical you know, like Wizard of Oz and Singing in the Rain. I think, you know, if they would have updated it, it would have been like building a brand new attraction there anyway. It would have rejuvenated everyone. And I guarantee that when that ride reopened, the lines would have been super long because everyone would want to see, you know, oh, what new movie scenes did they add to the ride? And I haven't been on Mickey and Minnie's Railroad yet. Um, I'm sure it's fun. But it's going to be one of those rides where I'm always going to be like, yeah, you know, I don't love it because it replaced a great movie ride, which I thought was great. And I thought, you know, with the uh, the role that the cast members played with, uh, you know, you're on an attraction and then, you know, it stops and it actually like almost turns into a show. I thought that was super original, super unique. And, uh, you know, Disney's kind of gotten away from those unique rides like that. So sad to see that one go. All right. Down to the final two. Number two. Let's go back to Epcot. This one, it, it may seem minor, but when they changed the original test track to the newer modern test track, test track is always going to be one of my favorite rides. Top three always. But I, to this day, I still tell people that the original test track ride was better. Um, for people who didn't get the ride, the original test track, it was basically you went inside a General Motors testing facility you would get in the, you were in the test vehicle and you, like you would take your car over a series of like different tests. Like you'd go uphill, downhill, you'd go like over like bumpy roads and different style of like bricks and stuff. You know, you'd test out the brakes. Um, then you had the cool room where, you know, you'd go in one room and it would get super hot. And then the next room would get super cold. And then like the third room was like, you know, like spraying, like misting water on you. Um, I thought, that whole story and everything was great. Um, I liked, you know, I liked the parts where you go up and down, you go like up the hill and you come down like the bumpy road and then you got to test the analog brakes. Um, I liked Bill, Bill McKim up in the testing center, like walking you through your test. Um, you know, when they changed it, uh, it's still, uh, it's obviously, obviously still the same ride, like itself, like the same track and everything, but you know, and, you know, designing your own car and stuff is cool, but there's like certain areas, like, uh, there's no, you know, like the bumpy brick part, like you just don't do anything. Your car just goes normal. There's like the room, uh, in the new version where, uh, where they had like the hot and cold rooms. Now you just kind of go through and it shows you if your car is aerodynamic, which 
I don't know. It's kind of just seems like an empty room. It's not, not great features there. Um, you know, and like the display panels in the cars, like don't work anymore. Like used to see like Bill McKim, like pop up on the little screen, you know, and stuff like that. But I, to this day, I still tell people that the original was better. I don't know. I'll have to see what you guys think. Plus the original test track ride had like some of the best cue music in the history of Disney world. So I'm sure that'll be a separate list uh, down the road. My top five favorite uh, Disney Q music. All right, here we go. Number one, my least favorite change at Disney. This one, this one I think is a little more general, but it's something I still stand behind. My least favorite change at Walt Disney World is the entire makeover of Disney's MGM Studios to what we see today as Disney's Hollywood Studios. Disney's MGM Studios was so unique. It was so cool. It was different. And that's what I loved about it. They, uh, you know, it really was a working, you know, movie studio with a backlot and stuff, which is, you know, what that was their plan. But I still, you know, once they kind of got out of that kind of strategy and they realized that wasn't going to work, I still feel like they could have left it. They could have left some of those like movie aspects, you know, in it, you know, like uh, Hollywood studios, like of like the mid to late two thousands where you, you had rock and roller coaster tower of terror, you know, star tours, all these newish entities. And then you still had your backlot tour. You've had the stunt show spectacular. You had the streets of America. You know, I feel like they could have left those things, and it would it would be you know it would still be a unique theme park. Whereas now, you know, the, the joke is made. You should just rename it Star Wars Land. You know, because the whole park is pretty much just based around Star Wars now. You know, thinking about some of the attractions that used to be there, like Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Live was very cool. They had the Drew Carey soundstage. And like, even like right now, it's like, you know, they added on Star Wars land and, you know, expanded Toy Story land, but you still have like the Indiana Jones stunt spectacular, which I don't know how that fits in that park anymore. So it's like, you know, now it just seems like a mishmash park. Whereas in the, in the past, you kind of knew what it was. You know, I, uh, I always, again, I, I'm a big t- Disney t-shirt guy. Every time we go to Hollywood studios now, I got to take a picture in the front with uh, me and my, I still call it MGM studio shirt. And as a kid too, they had, they had so many shows. I remember watching an Ace Ventura show. They had a Ninja Turtles show. They had stuff with Roger Rabbit. You know, I, we used to watch WCW wrestling live from MGM studios. Like as a wrestling kid who loved Disney, that was the greatest day of my life. <laughs> you know, I'm watching Hulk Hogan wrestle while I'm on vacation in Disney World. Like, insane, mind blowing as a kid. You know, I think the main reason why that, uh, that's my number one is I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. Um, you know, I like some of the movies, um, but like the, some of the, the recent movies I haven't really gotten into. Uh, you know, The Mandalorian was good, but it's just not something that I'm like, a fanatic about so when you know they start pretty much changing the entire park to kind of you know build up star wars i was i was against it from day one and i'll still rep my mgm studio shirt because that's you know that's the park of my youth and i just liked how it it just used to be so unique and now it's i think it's kind of lost that uh, uniqueness factor to it but you know i get it you know star wars is huge 
know, the new Star Wars attractions, they look great. I haven't been on them yet. You know, I'm sure I'll love it as, you know, a fun attraction, but I'm not going to be overly excited about, oh my God, it's Star Wars. So, you know, just personal preference. But for me, that's my my number one. That's my top five least favorite changes at Disney list. Um, I mentioned my honorable mention. I mentioned earlier Splash Mountain when that changes, but you know, that's for a separate reason, obviously. Let's uh, let's move on to the top five favorite. Let's get positive here. Let's go to my top five favorite changes at Walt Disney World throughout the years. Starting us off at number five, I'm going to go with the Magic Bands. What is life before Magic Bands? <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's almost hard to remember Disney before Magic Bands now. Um, it's something little, but I wanted to include them because. Um, they've, you know, become such a huge part of the trip, you know, not to mention the fact that there's so many different like custom options, you know, you can kind of use your magic band as part of your, uh, outfit for the day. You know, they, they used to send out like the standard, you could pick your color, you know, a bunch of different colors to choose from. And I always used to get like green, you know, just cause that's my favorite color. But throughout the years, I started kind of collecting the ones I like. So, you know, I have a Thor one that's gray. I have a Thanos one that's purple. I have a Tower of Terror one. I have like a uh, a 2016 special one, a uh, Haunted Mansion special one. So now, you know, I can kind of match them up with my different outfits. And, uh, you know, it's kind of cool to just kind of have them in the collection now. You know, once again, Disney, you know, they they invented these magic bands, the basic color. And then, you know, because you had to use them for your trip. But now you can get so many different custom ones. Like, you know, you got people buying magic bands just to collect them. Uh, I enjoy wearing them. I enjoy like shopping for a new one each trip. And like the fact too is that like back in the day when you had like the paper fast passes and your park pass, like we used to walk around and, you know, some of us would wear like a, a the lanyard around our neck with like the clear holder and we keep our passes in there or you keep it in your wallet. But like every time you had a fast pass, you had to get it out of your wallet or, you know, take your your park pass out of your wallet, put it back in. You had to hope it didn't get wet. Um, you know, I know for, for a fact, for me, there is one point, uh, I think we went on splash mountain and I left my wallet in my pocket and, uh, you know, the, you know, obviously you get a little wet on there and, uh, my fast passes and my park pass were both wet. We had a, uh, back in the hotel room, we had to like lay them out on the table and use the blow dryer because we were worried that they were going to get messed up. And I think from that point on, like my mom would like laminate my, my park pass because for a while they were paper park passes. So yeah, the magic bands, pretty cool addition. I like collecting them. I think that was a positive change. All right, here we go. My number four, I'm going to go with new fantasy land at the magic kingdom. Um, you know, the, the old fantasy land, uh, was very nostalgic. Um, if, if you watch any old Disney videos, you usually see Fantasyland with the classic music, the old Disney, uh, classic Skyway, um, small world, obviously still there, but when they redid it back in the day, I want to say what, like 2013 ish. Um, you know, I was, I was worried that they were going to mess it up and then we went there and you, you experience it and like you're walking around and it's like this new Fantasyland would fit in from day one. It's they did such a good job with it. Um, you know, they added the Seven Dwarves Mine Train, which is a great ride. It's so much fun. I love the theming. You know, they added the uh, the Ariel, the Little Mermaid under the sea ride, which 
you know, just walking through the queue is one of the greatest queues in, in Disney World. The theming with uh, the rocks and the waterfall. And, you know, once you go inside, it's, it's, it's you know, it looks like a castle. You know, they, they obviously brought in, uh, you know, some aspects from Beauty and the Beast. We have Beast Castle, Be Our Guest Restaurant, which is, you know, one of the most popular uh, dining options there. It's beautiful on the inside. The food's really good. The gray stuff is delicious. I personally love the French onion soup. That French onion soup is probably my number one favorite soup of all time. But, you know, it's a, a great addition there. Um, you know, Gaston's Tavern with like the fountain back there in that little corner. It's something small, but still you get like, you know, a little piece of Beauty and the Beast there. It fits right in. Um, so I did a really good job with it. I'm, I'm, oh, the Tangled Bathrooms. How can I forget the Tangled Bathrooms in New Fantasyland? Uh, when I do my episode on top five uh, Disney bathrooms, that'll probably uh, be on the list. Spoiler alert. So, yeah, but New Fantasyland, great addition. I love it. You know, Seven Doors Mine Train, Little Mermaid, Gaston's Tavern with LaFoe's Brew. Just so many cool options. Great, uh, great ad there by Disney. All right. My next one, number three, is when they changed downtown Disney to Disney Springs. This one may be a little controversial for uh, the older crowd that loved downtown Disney and Pleasure Island. Um, but for most of that, you know, I was a kid uh, and, you know, in high school, so I didn't really get the full effect of Pleasure Island. So that's why for me, Disney Springs is my number three. You know, downtown Disney was, was always cool to me as a kid. They had a lot of wacky shops. There was like the weird magnet shop. There was like a magic shop, you know, stuff like that, which was cool as a kid. But like, I would never buy anything from those stores. Um, and then you had Pleasure Island, where as a kid, I don't even remember walking over there. Then once you get a little older, you you know, you know walk through. I remember um, I had to be like 14 or 15. I was, you know, I started getting to that cool teenager phase. I remember wanting to look, uh, you know, wear my coolest outfit uh, walk around downtown Disney. I had my Penny Hardaway jersey, and maybe I put my hat backwards, but you know that that was the uh, the style. That's what I thought, um, you know. But like the the Pleasure Island like clubs, the nightlife, I didn't get to experience at all. Um, I would see people having fun and drinking, and the one year it was uh, their big thing was it was New Year's Eve every night. So like every night they'd shoot off fireworks and stuff, and uh, it would get a little rowdy over there. I remember. Um, but I never got to experience it. So when they started to change over to Disney Springs, I think the most I was mostly upset about just changing the name. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm just gonna, I'm going to call it. Uh, I'm still going to call it uh, Downtown Disney. But you know, Disney Springs is cool. I like how they did it. Uh, it looks like very nice. It looks super upscale. Um, but like they still have your you know different variety of shops and stuff. There's more stores now that I can actually go in and shop and buy, you know, clothes or souvenirs or, you know, just cool stuff like that. It's like an actual mall while they still have the cool, like special Disney, um, you know, attraction restaurants or stores. Um, you know, a lot of people maybe miss uh, Disney Quest. Um, you know, we had a Disney Quest here in Chicago downtown, which I went to a couple of times. And it was one of those where like the first time I went, it was cool. It was ahead of its time. And like the second time I went, it was already starting to become outdated. You know, it was, wasn't as fun. Things were kind of breaking. Um, and the same, same goes for the downtown Disney one. And I'm a huge basketball guy, huge NBA fan. You know, they brought in the NBA experience. I got to uh, go through that before it opened. And, you know, it's, it was really fun for me. Um, 
you know, cause I'm a diehard NBA fan and I played college basketball. Um, so it was a lot of fun. I could have spent all day there, but I could see how to the, you know, average Disney visitor, that's maybe something you don't do, or maybe you do it once if you have kids. Um, but you know, I didn't really have that attachment to Disney quest. So, you know, Disney Springs now, a lot of good stores, a lot of good restaurants, good food. So for me, that's my number three. All right, two left. Here's my number two. I'm going to go with Hollywood Studios Toy Story Land. Um, I mentioned in my least favorites how they changed, you know, MGM Studios to Hollywood Studios. But probably, you know, one of my favorite aspects of that is Toy Story Land. I think they did a really good job when, you know, when they expanded it recently, when they brought in... um, the Slinky Dog Coaster and the uh, Alien Saucers. Um, they really expanded. It looks nice over there. I love Toy Story. Always love Toy Story. You know, it was pretty cool. Like when Toy Story Mania opened, like it was such a such a unique ride. It was huge. Like you, everyone kind of always wondered, like, why didn't they add more? Because it was kind of in a weird spot. It was in that old, you know, it was in that building. Next, it was empty. Who wants to be a millionaire? And it just kind of seemed just kind of thrown in the corner. But now, you know, they made it its own land. Uh, I love the theming. I love the music. They have good food, good snacks. Um, you know, Slinky Dog, great ride. Toy Story Mania, great ride. Um, the Alien Saucers, you know, it, it is what it is. It's, uh, you know, it's like the teacups. It's something you can go on if you want, if there's no weight. Otherwise, you know, it's one of those you don't mind skipping. But, you know, meet and greets and stuff. So I, I just like the way that it feels and it's, you know, it's themed well. And, uh, you know, the fact that Toy Story Mania and uh, Slinky Dog are uh, two of my favorite rides plays a role in it in uh, being my number two. All right, here we go. My number one. This is a tough list to make because I didn't just want to do like individual attractions. So that's why, you know, I have lands, you know, Fantasyland, Toy Story Land, and now my number one favorite change. Animal Kingdom when they added Pandora. This was uh, this was an interesting one for me because you know Avatar was it was a good movie. <laughs> you know I can't deny that it was a good movie, but um, I never really got the hype of it when it came out. Like all my friends wanted to go see it. You know, 3D IMAX. Like they were seeing it twice. I think it was uh, it's a movie that was a product of right place, right time. This was when like 3D movies like everyone wanted to see. This is when like HD became like everyone wanted to see everything in HD, super high def. Everyone had it in their homes now. And for me, you know, for me, it was just a good movie. I didn't really have an attachment to it. I thought it was somewhat overrated. But then, you know, Disney announces Pandora and some Avatar attractions. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'll check out the movie again. Watch the movie, you know, good movie. Then you walk around Pandora and it is, it is breathtaking. You know, I can't deny it. It is so cool to walk around and to look at. One of the best jobs that Disney has ever done in theming a land or attractions. It's unbelievable. You know, some of my friends who haven't been to Disney in a while, I always tell them, like, I would almost bet money that Flight of Passage would be one of their favorite rides. You know, some people may compare it to Soarin', but it's just with the, the visual effects and just the, how smooth it is. It is such a fun ride. It's themed amazing. You know, just walking through the line, like, takes forever because everyone's got to stop. Uh, in front of that one part in the lab and take a picture of the uh, the avatar like in the tube with the water and everything. And uh, it's like one of those things too, like uh, you have to experience it at, at night and during the day. 
you know, we, we plan our trip like, okay, like the first time, especially I was like, all right, we'll go to animal kingdom at night first. Cause we wanted to see it at night. And then, you know, another day we'll go during the day because we want to see Pandora, you know, during the day when, when it's light and stuff. And it's like two different experiences at night. Like you actually think that you're, you know, in Pandora in the middle of like a rainforest or something. It's dark with like, they have like the vibrant lights and the sounds. It's just amazing. You know, they have the floating mountain, uh, waterfalls and uh, a good variety of food and snacks. And just, uh, this is like an example of what puts Disney at the top of like the theme park list. Like this is what I want in Disney. This is what I'm okay paying extra for is when they go, you know, the extra mile, they put all that effort into the theming of a land. It makes you think that you're actually there. And that's why for me, Pandora, number one, love flight of passage. I'll never forget the first time we went, it was impossible to get a fast pass. Um, and it's one of those, I think they extended the hours. So animal kingdom was open till midnight and we, we were trying to avoid the line, trying to avoid the line. I think we got into line at like 11 or 1130, you know, hoping it would be slower. I think we waited like an hour and a half, um, but it was worth it. It's a fun attraction. And uh, yeah, that's my number one. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so let's move on to our question and answer, our Q&A. This is probably how I'm going to end each show. Um, I'll put up a post on Instagram at Disney World Today asking for you guys uh, you know, to submit some questions. And uh, you know, I'll answer, answer them on here. When I put up the episode, I'll uh, tag you so you can check it out and uh, hear your answer. So I'm going to start us off. Our first one is from Adriana Ambro 01 what is the best time to go to Disney? Um, if you would have asked me this, like the first 25 years of my life, I would have said summer. You know, I'm a big July guy. That's when I grew up going. You know, the heat doesn't bother me. The humidity doesn't bother me. Um, dealing with all these Chicago winters for all these years really made me uh, not mind the uh, 90 degree heat with humidity. So I'd say uh, July. But also my recent favorite, uh, Disney around Halloween time is you know maybe the best the weather's perfect the crowds aren't as bad um and then you get all the halloween festivities as well as the food and wine so i'd say uh july or october for me this next question is from zager underscore ethan what advice would you give to teens who want to try and get involved with vlogging or youtube this is an interesting one i uh you know I talked about how my Instagram and my TikTok and stuff, like I didn't really have many views or anything until recently this past summer. What I would say is, you know, don't give up. Uh, don't get discouraged if you don't get views right away. Um, and if you love it, I'm assuming you do, if you're going to vlog and, you know, make YouTube stuff about Disney or even any, any topic, uh, just keep putting content out there. Keep trying, keep making, you know, videos, keep making blogs, posts, whatever. And just don't just, dis- don't get discouraged by, you know, if you don't get the, the amount of views that you want at first. 
um, it'll come in time. As long as you keep putting out good content, you know, the views and everything will come. So this next one is from cursed P 33. Ideal Disney day off question mark. I think my ideal Disney day off, like a, when you need that break from the parks, um, for me, it's spend the morning with a coffee down by the pool and just kind of re- relax by the pool. Usually I have my headphones with me. I'll listen to, uh, like a podcast or something and, uh, you know, get some sun and then maybe spend like the afternoon, maybe do some resort hopping, uh, check out like the monorail resorts, get some snacks from each resort. And then at night, uh, you know, maybe a little shopping at Disney Springs followed by maybe some night swimming. So that'd be my ideal Disney day off. This one's from my guy, Walrus Carp Clothing. He's the snack king, as I refer to him. If you had to bring back one thing and remove one thing from Magic Kingdom. Hmm. Well, this is a... Okay. Uh, Remove. This is an easy one. I would remove the Swiss Family Treehouse. I have zero attachment to that attraction. Uh, I feel like it's very outdated. There's no way young kids know what the Swiss Family Treehouse is. Um... And my only memory of it is going on it when I was a kid, getting to the top, and there was just a little kid peeing uh, on the ground. So I'd get rid of that one. I would bring back Wishes. Uh, I loved Wishes, the nighttime fireworks show. Uh, I still listen to the the soundtrack on YouTube. And, you know, it was the firework nighttime show for uh, a lot of my younger days. So i bring back Wishes for sure. This one's from my guy Dewey Foley 92 uh, he's a great follow on Instagram. What is one ride from each park that should be redone as something new slash more current? Now, this is a good question. This is me uh, putting on my Imagineer ears here for a second. Uh, I wrote down uh, my pick from each. Had to think about it. Let's start with Epcot. Unfortunately, guys, I would change and update Grand Fiesta Tour. I love Donald Duck and the Three Caballeros, but that is... I mean, it's kind of a boring ride. Let's just say it. You know, it is. Um, I love the Mexico Pavilion, how the, you know, the attractions inside, like the big pyramid. There's such a cool, you know, aesthetics down there with the restaurant right next to it. Um, you know, maybe they retheme it to Coco or, or something else. But uh, I think just like the, the ride track itself, it's just, uh, you know, it's a tough ride. Uh, let's go to Hollywood Studios. I think, again, this is tough Like, because I feel bad because I love these attractions. But the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular, I think, either has to go or has to be updated. That one's been there since probably close to the park opening, and it hasn't changed at all. You can go watch it today, and it looks exactly the same as it did on the, uh, the episode of Full House. Um, you know, it's a good show. It's funny, but it's one of those now, like... You know, we only see it maybe once every four or five years uh, if there's nothing else going on. You know, and Indiana Jones is a big property. You know, Disneyland has that Indiana Jones ride. Uh, it'd be cool if they did something like that. Magic Kingdom, like uh, like I said, Swiss Family Treehouse, get out of here. That's an easy one for me. Uh, I feel like they could put some other cool, maybe like a dark ride or something over there in Adventureland. And then Animal Kingdom... I think I would change or update Triceratops Spin Ride Slash Area. You know, they just closed Primeval Whirl. Um, you know, in that Chester and Hester's Dino-Rama area, uh, that carnival theme, it seems like maybe they're going to get away from. Um, and we have enough rides already that are like uh, the Triceratops ride. It's basically Dumbo. 
and it's like the Aladdin magic carpets. So I would update that. Maybe, you know, they'll have a little bit of more land there. Maybe they can uh, close down the Triceratops spin and uh, build like a bigger attraction taken up where Primeval World was as well. So great question there. It's from Champagne42. What do you think of the new design of the Mickey cartoons? It isn't that new anymore, LOL. I think uh, what they're referring to is like the like the design of Mickey Minnie, like how they look in the uh, Runaway Railway. Uh, I'm not a fan. I don't know. Uh, maybe if that's just a younger kid thing. Uh, give me my classic design of Mickey Minnie, Goofy, and all the all the friends. Uh, don't really don't really understand or uh, enjoy the the new design. So this next question is from Cheese Whoopie. What Disney park as a whole brings about the most nostalgia for you? This is a tough one. I think the easy answer is Magic Kingdom because it has like the most, you have like the different lands and stuff. Uh, So I I think I got to go Magic Kingdom, Uh, you know, walking down Main Street, the sights and the sounds just bring just a rush of memories to me. Um, You know, you can see the castle, you hear all the noises, you can smell the confectionery, the bakery. You know, and then you can walk through any of the the different lands and you know, Adventureland, the music, the the sounds. Um, Tomorrowland at night during the summer hits different. You know, that's <laughs> if I walk around Tomorrowland, I could just sit there and just kind of absorb, you know, everything. The music, the you know the the theming with the lights and the colors and everything. So I got to go Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, I could just I can walk in and just immediately think of you know all the times I went as a kid with my family. So thanks for making me feel uh, extra nostalgic. This one's from N Vasquez sixty four. What's a ride that you feel is totally underrated? This is a good question because I feel like I say this about half the Disney attractions, but there's two that come to mind immediately. One is the People Mover, and the other is Living with the Land. Uh, the People Mover is one of my favorites. It's so relaxing. I could literally ride that all day. Um, and then living with the land, same thing. I just find it is such a cool and unique ride that you get to see, you know, how they're actually like growing crops and stuff at Epcot. Um, it's very relaxing too. you know, a uh, boat ride. Um, I just think it's cool going through like the, uh, like the greenhouses and stuff, seeing like the Epcot uh, behind the scenes stuff. So those would be my two picks for sure. All right, well, I think that's it for the questions for today, but great questions. Uh, I had a lot of good ones. I had a few other ones I might say for next week because I had so many, and I'll probably end every episode with this. If you want to uh, you know, join in, follow me on Instagram at Disney World Today. Thank you for stopping by and listening to this week's episode. I'll continue to try and uh, you know get some good Disney content out there for you guys. So for everyone, thank you, and remember, it all started with a mouse.
If you enjoyed this podcast and you're a fan of Marvel, check out the Marvelous Podcast. Me and my buddy Adam dive deep into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and give our reviews, deep dives, lists, and pretty much everything else. Check it out. It's Marvelous, M-A-R-V-E-L-U-S Podcast.